There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 4 of Winona Earp. Oh, Steve, I wish I could say of season 5 and season 6. But yeah, because this just keeps just, getting better and better. Yeah, how are we wrapping everything up? <laughs> I don't see this happening. No. Very sad. Especially because this story, which was awesome. Yes. Felt like it was just a total, like, we were chasing a squirrel kind of episode. Yep. I'm mm, guessing it's going to come together. Yeah, man. It was so fun, though. Dominique and Melanie just killed it in this episode. Oh, my gosh. It was great. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Monerly and Waverona. <laughs> I think we just need to go into the episode because I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to talk about it. I want to. It's like, I feel like I'm bouncing off the wall. Yes. <laughs> All right. Episode eight, Hellraising Good Time. An unknown fog causes problems for the Earp sisters on Halloween as Rotten Jack returns to purgatory. Okay, really? You're going to throw more stuff at us. Yes. <laughs> and we're counting down to the amount of episodes we have. This is not cool. I mean, this was not cool. It was. But come on. Yeah. Quit messing with me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this made the situation actually a whole lot worse. Right. Because not only do they have to still deal with Cleo Clanton, they got a fog they got to deal with. And yeah. And like she was just gone this episode. Yeah. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> What's going on? Come on. Well, we open at the glory hole as Winona wakes up wondering where that breeze is coming from in her kitchen. Until she realizes she's not in her kitchen and thinks to herself, I didn't, did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Naked on the glory hole stage, the lights are turned on as Eamon's men place the table. I love how, like, nobody's even saying anything to her. Just like, right, yep, no. Right. <laughs> like, this is normal, naked yeah. person on the stage. And Winona tries to cover herself up as she slides to the back of the stage and rips down a curtain to cover herself as she asks if they've seen some leather black pants. <laughs> I bet you ain't getting those back, Winona. Right. And Amon greets her with Happy Halloween <laughs> and asks her if she thought about Doc, as he certainly did. All right. That's just awkward. Thanks, yeah. David. <laughs> and Winona reminds him of Peacemaker as she leaves. He pulls off a cover of a creepy-looking will and says she'll need it. And what happens I'm later like, on? Just, <laughs> yeah. It looked like a weird, like, tarot cards. Yeah, on the table cards. it looked like tarot cards, and the wheel was... It was kind of like a roulette wheel, but with like with the cards on it, too. That's why I'm like, what is 
this. Right. So we see two black badge agents walking through a field, and the woman tells the guy to stop whistling and reminds him of what happened last year. And we see a scarecrow come to life and get off his perch and grabs a pitchfork. Yeah, because going past that, it didn't look super creepy as is. Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, we are definitely headed in a horror movie section. Oh, yeah. The agents see it and start firing, but the scarecrow keeps coming at them, and the female says, screw this, I hate Halloween, and runs, and we see the guy get stabbed with the pitchfork, and the scarecrow goes looking for the female. And here I am, laughing, because, not because he died, don't get me wrong, I'm laughing because I'm like, I love Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) And then I see this, and I just thought about my decorations from last year, going, huh, glad I zip-tied all those creepy zombies to their posts. We go to the homestead where Nicole comes out and sees Waverly decorating for Halloween and is impressed. Waverly mentions how they would hide in their rooms as their dad would sit on the porch with his booze and guns. Well, that just sounded depressing. Yes, it did. A little tidbit of... Yeah, she didn't get to have, like, a normal childhood. No. And Nicole's glad she's taken the holiday back, and Waverly tells her that she needs some Earp sister time to prove to Wynona that nothing will change with her being engaged. I'm saying it. I mean, of course it's going to change, but I understand what she's saying. Right. Absolutely. And with Wynona's uh, point, well, not really point, but Wynona's headspace right now is not the best (laughs) she's got some issues she's got to deal with before she can have some truly good erp sister time well i mean honestly even towards the end of this like do you think we got good i don't want to say closure because that's not the word i'm looking for but to a good point like for wave or waverly winona and doc because that's what this is all about right now right absolutely i don't know i don't think there was a good moment no i mean yes he went he did what needed to be done to help save them but i don't think he's gotten over what winona did and winona's beating herself up for being that way she even mentions in the episode, I hate myself for what I am. Mm. So I don't think we made any progress. <laughs> now, Waverly tells Nicole to have fun in the big city shopping, and Nicole tells her that Rachel mentioned a white dress. Of course, Waverly wouldn't mind seeing Nicole wearing her Stetson in her sheriff uniform again. Handcuffs. I was hoping she didn't mean, though, like, at the wedding. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, oh. No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, that wasn't exactly something I think you had in your wish list. But, no. hey, whatever. <laughs> Things change. Yep. And Waverly gets a text telling her to come to BBD with some pants and wonders if that's some kind of code. And kisses <laughs> Nicole by- goodbye. <laughs> come on. It's from Winona. Do you really think it's code? Code, no, really? No, needs pants. <laughs> So we see Jeremy coming in and reminding Winona of what she said to his boss. Winona asks how Naomi is, and he tells her that she's on leave ever since she thought she saw a baby Bigfoot and couldn't stop crying. And her okay. assistant- I want to see a baby Bigfoot, I'm yes. just saying. <laughs> her assistant Albert is now in charge. Oh, can it get any worse? Honestly, the way Jeremy came in, I'm like, is Jeremy in charge? Yeah, <laughs> he should be. And of course, Jeremy asks why she's wearing curtains and she calls them vagina curtains. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess. And Jeremy reminds her that she hasn't delivered a supernatural bad guy in three weeks. He's keeping track. 
And then. So has it only been three weeks since everything went down? Is that basically where we're at? I think so. Oh, geez. And then we get cute as a ladybug. Waverly comes in telling everyone happy Halloween and asks Winona if she's wearing a curtain. And Jerry. It's her costume, okay? Right. Jeremy (laughs) reminds them of the last Halloween massacre caused by Tadme Cloyvis. And Waverly recognizes him as Rotten Jack, who's the reason they make jack-o'-lanterns. Jeremy tells him he's already killed two BBD agents today, and Winona tells him that Peacemaker will take care of him, except this is a no-kill mission, as BBD wants him alive, like they could handle him. Right, I'm thinking, uh, is that really the brightest thing to do? No. (laughs) Waverly tells him that Winona's not doing a mission today as they have Halloween plans. She just hadn't informed Winona of it yet. Yeah, I love it. She's like, we do? Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy tells them they're going to need to obtain an extractor, paralyze Rotten Jack, and deliver him to him and they only have three hours to do it in. And he starts uh. to leave, and they say, you're not coming with? He says, no, I have an appointment. I'm like, three hours? What is this supposed to be, like, nine o'clock at night? Yeah. And they only have till midnight or something? I mean, what's going on? But obviously, no, because it's pretty freaking bright. Yeah, it's still early in the morning. So Waverly wonders who swapped his Snickers out for a toothbrush and gives Winona her costume. I <laughs> was dying. Yes, Winona looks in the bag and... And tells her like she's been shaving above her knee. And Waverly says she loves Halloween. And as they leave, we see Winona dressed as a naughty school girl. She was Brittany from that video. I can't yes. remember. <laughs> hit me, the Hit Me Baby video. Yeah. So you have her barely covered and you have Waverly like super covered as a right. ladybug. Yes. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Well, and it just gets more fun as we go back to the glory hole and a server gives Doc a drink telling him it's on the house, Mr. Mercury. I love his costume. (laughs) Yep. And Doc gives the guy a vial which had dropped off the back of a BBD supply truck for his sciatica. And we see a photographer demon taking pictures of Eamon on stage with the wheel and Eamon informs Doc he's ready for him. Yeah, right. Eamon informs Doc that Rotten Jack has returned and they try to stay clear of him, but they do place bets on who he gets. Tells Doc that they're now online and they're taking bets from demons around the world. So obviously they're not just coming up in the triangle. No, apparently not. Of course. Which I thought was kind of interesting and I wondered if it had been uh, that way all along. Right. Or if this was something new that had Uh, happened. Since the garden, exactly. Yes. Or since the Earp curse was broken. So Doc asks if RJ knows that, because <laughs> he might not be too happy. And Eamon doesn't answer that question, but asks Doc if he wants to wager on who will be his last victim. And he goes through the images of a sorcerer, a warrior, and an angel. Oh, I hell was trying to figure no. out who was supposed to be <laughs> what? Yeah. Winona. Yeah. I mean, the angel I figured was Waverly. Yep. Oh, yeah. But I was like, okay, is that actually like Nedley and Winona and uh, Doc and <laughs> yeah. and Waverly? Like, I was 
I was seriously thinking, I'm like, okay, who's who? Because when they said the mother, and he kind of looked up, I'm like, oh, do they mean Winona? Right. And then the angel, I like I said, automatically figured, okay, Waverly. Yep. But then I'm like, oh, could he mean Nedley? Could he mean Doc? Like, and who? Like seriously, I was like starting to freak out. Right. Yeah. We just know that it won't end well, or at least no. <laughs> RJ's coming after some of our crew. And Doc tells him he needs to get back to his party, and Eamon reminds him that he hasn't had a delivery from him in three weeks. And Doc says, well, workers always do better with a little bit of honey. And speaking of honey, Eamon pulls out a black bra and asks Doc to give it to Winona. <laughs> and Doc laughs at him. I think it was her song, actually. Yes, I thought it was too, at first. But Doc laughs at him, telling the only thing Winona detests more than demons is exes. <laughs> they jab each other about front and back, and Doc finally just walks away. Eamon tells him they aren't done, and you work for me. Well, Doc tells him not anymore. Eamon says, well, I'm going to take what, what I want one way or the other. And the wheels stop spinning, and the demon photographer states that RJ's close to another kill. Eamon grabs the mic and informs the online audience that the next victim is the mother. And that's when I was freaking out again. Yeah, and we see RJ knocking on a door and a woman opens it, stating he's a tall one but has an excellent costume. RJ picks yeah. <laughs> her and she tells him she has brownies in the oven as she falls. I'm sorry because I'm just in there going, oh, that'd probably be me. But yeah. wait, I have brownies <laughs> cooking. Yeah. I don't know why I found that so stupidly funny. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was just one of those things. It's like you just have it thrown in there to kind of make you giggle. Right. While somebody's getting pitchforked. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so bad. She's dying, but her brownies. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have some sister time as they're out walking about in the wilderness. And Waverly informs Winona that they're near the edge of the triangle. And is this where she left her pants? Winona's well, not telling her, and Waverly thought she would be happy to celebrate Halloween together. Not so much, because she replies with, she just loves thinking about how hard their life sucked. And yeah, it did, especially on Halloween. Waverly tells her that things won't change because she's getting married, and Winona just wants to focus on the mission as they come upon an RV. Winona mentions that Jeremy won't say what happened to Robin, and Waverly replies that there's a lot of not saying going on around today. It certainly is. Winona mentions she's jealous of Waverly's love, and Waverly figures things are changing, and it's mostly her. Pretty much true and doc and the guy in the rv throws something at him saying no trick-or-treaters <laughs> and winona kicks the door saying it's britney bitch <laughs> i love that she's here for the extractor which they thought was A some device. kind of weapon yes <laughs> the guy opens the door and says hey chili cook off back from the cruise and the girls are surprised to see kc <laughs> I think everybody was surprised yes. that it was going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. So we get to see new BBD headquarters as Jeremy's boss, Albert, runs into Jeremy and wants to know why he's there as he's told management that he would have his best minds working on neutralizing RJ. Jeremy tells him that his group meets on Tuesday. Albert remember, reminds him that it's code orange and can't he miss this meeting? I know. I... I First, I wasn't understanding the code orange. I'm assuming it was Rotten Jack, right? Right, yes. Okay. And Jeremy tells him it's one hour and he doesn't ask for much. And 
Agent Earp is on the case. And when he was so adamant about the one hour thing. Right. I'm like, oh, it must be something with Robin. That's all I could think of. Yep. And we see Jeremy making a cup of coffee when another agent comes up and asks if he could pass the veggie sticks and apologizes for startling him because it did. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> just about jumped out of his shoes. Jeremy tells him he's over caffeinated and needs to cut back. So he gives the guy his coffee. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. What's going on? Yeah. Jeremy tells it's good to be back in town and there's a cat cafe now. And he has an office in purgatory. Well, the guy tells Jeremy that they have him in accounting and Jeremy remembers that. Jeremy asks if he's okay and the guy tells him that his dad loved cats and he can't believe he missed the funeral. That's a little sad. And things kind of, for me at this point, kind of started coming into focus. And I'm like, yes. but wait a second. Because yeah, it just, I'm like, what is going on? Because this doesn't seem right. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Jeremy tells him that he's sorry for a lot of things and calls him Robin. And everybody's mouth hit the floor. Yeah. Because at that point, I'm like, what? Yeah, did they recast Robin? What? Because <laughs> I've never seen that man in my entire life. That's what I was thinking. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and then as explanations happen later, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's one way to recast somebody for whatever yes. reason. <laughs> exactly. Robin tells him that it's not his fault and Black Badge is on the case and they've helped him once and they'll help him again. And Jeremy tells him that they will. So we go back out to the RV where Casey is looking through binoculars as Winona asks if he knows anything about the extractor. Well, Casey only wants to know if they were followed, and Waverly tells him not that they were aware of. Casey tells her that if they're good, you wouldn't know. So Winona tells him they'll pay for whatever it is, and Casey informs them it's not an it, it's him. Waverly. Yeah, and I'm like, what, do you got some kind of superpowers, or right, what yeah. is this? <laughs> Demon power that yeah. we don't know about. Waverly informs him that there's a monster on the loose as Winona watch goes off, meaning they're running out of time. The BBD watch special with the skull. Yeah. Winona pulls out Peacemaker and tells them they're BBD, which offends him as they cook chili together. Well, was she BBD then? Kind of, sort of? Yeah. He grabs one of the cans off the picnic table and opens it, causing Winona and Waverly to be temporarily blinded by the light. And, he, and what killed me is that all of a sudden he gets like this big crazy gas mask. Yeah. And but ties himself like off on this rope. Right. And runs into and then, the fog. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know you didn't see where he went, but don't you see that rope that's moving? Yes. Follow the rope. While they're in the fog, they forget who they are. This is not good. No. Because at first she's like, Hold my hand, baby girl. It's like, okay, they're just getting really, like, wonky. Right. And then it starts, well, more than wonky. Yeah. <laughs> and they somehow manage to make it out and find Casey, who ha now has his mask on, and when he takes it off, Waverly punches him. All right. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and and says, especially when he's like, you were supposed to be the nice one. <laughs> Well, it was just out of reaction. They still don't remember who they are or who he is, and he tells them they're high because he sold them some weed. 
<laughs> and and I can only think of that for them. <laughs> skunk swede. <laughs> the Wyverly finds a map in her pocket and he tells them that he thinks that they live there on the map. Wyverly asks why Nona if she knows how to drive and she replies, well, let's find out. And in all the excitement, Casey finds Peacemaker on the ground. Now, so, I have to say, with the driving thing, right? it just made me think of Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> Do you know how to drive a motorbike? Well, I suspect so. It's one of those days. <laughs> FYI, I did find out our Robin, Justin Kelly, that's who was Robin, I should say, seems to have gotten a starring role in a new show, which is why he probably wasn't able to... Film come back here right yeah he's on hudson and rex now all right so congrats yeah so he's probably a little busy <laughs> yeah well they do make it to the homestead and they see pictures on the fridge so they figure they must be roommates or sisters that live together when winona mentions halloween waverly says she hates it and you go, yeah that's a change whoa whoa time out here what the hell's going on are we doing uh, body switching here? And Winona finds some mail, which gives them the names of Winona and Waverly. And Waverly puts on Nicole's old sheriff's shirt and knows that the buttons are familiar. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. She's like, it's a little loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just think that they're each other. And that, and Waver that Waverly <laughs> thinks she's a sheriff or deputy or something, yeah, which cop. I thought was. <laughs> and that must have been why she punched that guy. Yeah. Reflexes, right? Yes. Totally. And Winonerly finds a shirt and smells whiskey. <laughs> Winonerly. <and> <laughs> Taste it, saying she likes whiskey. And so Waverona sees the name Shorty's on the back and says it must be a bar and maybe she works there. And Waverona thinks there must be a Halloween party there. I just love the fact that she forgot like all sorts of stuff, but remembers whiskey. Yes. And the taste. <laughs> and somehow they're always going to remember Shorty's, even though it's not Shorty's anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, of course, they enter the bar and we see Doc sitting beside the bar on the floor with his gun drawn. Waverona commenced that it's a ghost town and then discussed that the t-shirt is made for tips. <laughs> oh, my God. They were just too funny with yes, this back they and were. forth. But I, loved, I just loved the way they were acting. Yes. Because they, don't, they weren't even acting like each other. No. <laughs> which is what made it funnier. Yep. Doc reveals himself and the girls raise their hands. And he says, Winona. And Waverona replies with what? Doc asks if Nedley asked them to come help. And Winona really tells him yes. And then asks him, what's the drug policy? <laughs> I love Doc just looking confused. Like, I don't have time for your games. games yes. <laughs> and Waverona <laughs> asks if he's her boyfriend. And Winona really says, sure, they've smashed a few times. Surely they have. <laughs> and Doc yeah, replies. But he's so angry. <laughs> yeah, you were just as mature as ever. And he asks Waverona if she's in on it. And she tells him not to step on her nuts as she's off duty. <laughs> And again, his face is just like, what? Yeah, he is just lost. Now, two of Eamon's demons come in, and Winonerly says they're the best costumes ever. <laughs> Except one of them's got a tail. 
One of the demons informs Doc that they're there to fetch the booze and informs him that if he resists, his vampire ass can kiss these steaks. So he came prepared for a vampire fight. Yeah, and I love it when we have the crossing of the demon tail. Yes. <laughs> until it wasn't a crest. <laughs> yeah, Winonerly pulls the demon's tail and his eyes flashes red when he turns around, which scares the hell out of the girls and they run behind Doc. Doc asks where a gun and Wavernona asks which one and Doc says the demon killing one. And the girls grab the drink umbrellas and open them and point them at the demon. Well, obviously the umbrella is going to help. Yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> Doc turns. Oh, but, oh, oh my gosh. This, yeah, this was. I'm heavy. just like, the, yeah, this moment. It's like, what? I didn't know Doc was that strong. I mean, he's strong, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of an uppercut. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Lifts him out of his boots and puts his head through the ceiling. <laughs> didn't it break the horns, too? It had to. And I'm just thinking, are we in a cartoon? <laughs> not, I mean, not just like, okay, this is weird, but like, what? But then turns around and his eyes are red. Yes. And he's like trying to get the girls to tell him what's going on. And of course, they're yeah, one oh my God. screams, vampire! And they <laughs> run out the back, even though Doc yells at him that it's not safe to be out there. Doc chases after them and yells for Winona as he passes the dumpster. We see the girls peeking out of said dumpster, and Winona Lee says his voice is familiar, and Waverona wants to know if his fangs are familiar as well. <laughs> she been doing a little demon sleeping, and Winona Lee figures it's a hallucination because they're high. Or watches beep oh, that makes sense. Yeah, their watches beep again, which not only gets their attention, but also Rotten Jacks. Waverona well, I love says, it because when they look at it, there's oh, there's a little skull. Yeah. Is that no. good? No, what? it's always bad. <laughs> and, yeah, when has a skull on your watch ever been good? Right. And we see RJ happily skipping off after taking out a doctor. We go back to the glory hole where Anon is not happy that his employee only got one bottle because he wanted the whole lot and Holiday's head. And he's about to take this guy's head off with a spiked bat, but the demon's trying to tell him something. Eamon asks him to come again, and he pulls the bottle from the guy's mouth, and he tells Eamon that the Earp girls were there, but they were not themselves, and Winona didn't even have her gun. Well, of course, that just makes Eamon even matter that Winona lost her gun again, and he's about to swing the bat when the demon tells them that their brains seem scrambled. Yeah, Aha. he seemed a little too giddy about that. Yes, he figures they must have tried to cross the border and bust out laughing and tells the demon to go gas up the limo. <laughs> What's he say? The, not the Prius, but it was like yeah. <laughs> some little car. I can't think of it right this second, but I'm like, oh, okay. Poor yeah, guy. I don't. We've only seen one limo when that was when the vampires first came in. <laughs> right. So we go back to BBD HQ and the meeting has ended and Robin asks Jeremy what's it like for him and does he get headaches too? And Jeremy tells him it's more like a heartache which confuses Robin so Jeremy tells him he loves his tie. Robin tells him that why would a town that fights demons do Halloween and he already wears a mask every day? Well, yeah, because you don't look like the Robin we know. See, I'm thinking he's hiding something, you know, and that's what he meant. And then again, until we get to the end, 
I still had no idea. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we see Doc in the basement crating up booze when he calls Jeremy. Of course, Jeremy tells Robin he needs to take the call and tells Doc it's not a good time. And Doc informs him that the Earp sisters are not being themselves. <laughs> Jeremy goes, what would that even look like? Staying inside, knitting and tea? <laughs> Yeah, no, totally different, Jeremy. Yes. Totally over the top. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Doc tells him they don't even know their own names and don't seem to know that vampires and demons exist, let alone that they're the forces meant to deal with them demons. And Jeremy tells him they haven't lost their minds, just their memories. What do you know, Jeremy? So Doc asks if it's a spell or curse, and Jeremy tells him that it's too much to explain and asks if anyone else is with them. He says, no, they're alone. And Jeremy needs him to run an emergency errand, and they need to come up with the signal. <laughs> Boy, that was some signal. Yeah, I don't know how they <laughs> managed to that. figure that out over the phone. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's something, I don't know, inside joke-ish that you would yes. see it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's something that's happened off screen a time or two, and it finally made it on screen. Jeremy apologizes to Robin as he has to go, and when Robin asks if it's someone special, Jeremy tells him it's just an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a mustache. <laughs> I threw in the mustache, at least. Yes. <laughs> and Robin tells him he's been there. And I immediately thought, are you remembering when Jeremy had a mustache? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, it's coming back. <laughs> Jeremy's watch goes off and says, skull emoji, and he's got to go. And they'll catch up later as we hear Code Orange being broadcasted through the PA system. Albert comes in and saying- a lockdown. Yes. Saying, what? What is this? Yeah. Please Sorry. tell me your Sorry. agent has eyes on the monster as they are officially on lockdown. Oh, this is not good. No, I didn't understand why they're on lockdown. I mean, do they think that Rotten Jack is going to come after them there? Oh, absolutely. There's no reason yeah. for it, but that's... But we don't know everything behind Rotten Jack, so... Right, absolutely. I can totally see that and being, again, can... <laughs> off-air kind of thing. Yeah. This version of BBD has completely lost its bite. <laughs> so we go back to the dumpster as Wynonerly and Waverona get out of the dumpster, and Wynonerly tells her she's freaking out. <laughs> when do you ever see Wynona freak out? Amon pulls up in a vehicle that's definitely not a limo <laughs> and gets out saying, Darling, I came as soon as I heard. Waverona wants to know which one of them is darling, and Eamon rambles on about various combinations of drugs and alcohol, and they do know how to party. Wynonerly just wants to go trick-or-treating, and Eamon tells them it's not safe for any of them to be out, and that's why he's hosting a party at his place. Girls confab about whether they should go with him or not, so Eamon decides to prove that he knows them by pulling out a bra with a rhinestone donut on the back. Well, she also yeah. remembers donuts. Because <laughs> why not? Apparently, she knows that's her style, too. Yeah. Grabs it and gets in the car, and Eamon asks if Waverona shall we? And she also gets into the car. As they drive off, RJ comes around the corner of the dumpster and smells as the wheel of the glory hole spins. 
I thought that was weird. I'm like, oh, great. Now he's got the, got the attention. Yeah. yeah. Or I should say the girls got his attention. attention. It's yes. like, that's Absolutely. probably not good. <laughs> no. So we go back to BBDHQ and Jeremy informs Albert that he can override the security protocols and will be back in purgatory before his phone reset. Well, Albert's absolutely not. They're going to stay there and follow procedure. And Albert tells Robin that last year was a mess. Remember how we ran out of body bags? Robin tells him that he's in accounting, so no, he doesn't remember that. As Jeremy pours a cup of coffee, he informs Albert that they didn't have Winona. Yeah, last year, apparently, they were still in the garden. Yes, they were. Albert asks Jeremy if Winona can stop the fog and his panic attack, and Robin asks, what's fog? And Jeremy, it started to make me wonder, because yeah. it's like, oh, okay. This cannot be good. <laughs> And Jeremy gives Albert a cup of coffee and he takes a sip and tells him that he didn't mean to be cross about their friends out there on the front line. Jeremy apologizes too and then Albert figures out that Jeremy put almond milk in his coffee which causes a severe reaction. <laughs> Boy, Jeremy and spiking coffee. Sounds familiar, doesn't well, it? <laughs> he did. What did he do? He did almond milk and soy milk with Yeah. Yeah, not not my cup of tea, but he's no. like I can only have regular dairy. It's like Yeah. <laughs> So Jeremy tells him that either he gives him his phone or he will take his meds and mix them in oatmeal, which will cause him to blow up like a balloon. Jeremy wasn't playing. No, not at all. Like, I'm, I'm like you're willing to almost kill somebody <laughs> to, to get out. So yeah, it's like, well, he knows the situation out there right now. With Winona and Waverly not being themselves, this is not the time to be have RJ out there roaming around. Finally, Albert hands Jeremy his phone and meds, and Jeremy apologizes to Robin for roping him into this, but Robin understands it's for his friends. And Robin realizes he has Albert's meds and gives them to him. So we yeah, go. thankfully, thankfully that EpiPen was handy. Yeah, we go back to the glory hall where Eamon informs the girls that luckily Mercedes has enough costumes for them. And Winona, we haven't seen her in a while either. No, What's going on? Haven't. That kind of worries me. Yes, Winona Lee says she remembers Mercedes with the red hair and describes her. And Eamon knows that those memories are starting to come back. Waverona says she likes red hair and it reminds her of love and handcuffs. Oh, Waverly. Eamon snorts some black stuff and tries to figure out what is the right and smart moves as the girls peek around the corner in their costumes. I wanted to know what he was snorting because yes. <laughs> Waverly, wait, Waver, Nona, however you're calling her, <laughs> she's like, I think your your boyfriend has a cocaine problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's got something. Yeah. Because uh, this isn't right. Never come across the black colored. Yeah. Cocaine. I wonder if he's like snorting vampire ash or something. Right. So we head back out to Casey's RV where Doc pays Casey a visit and calls him out as he sits on the picnic table. Casey peeks out from underneath the table and tells Doc he's glad he's there. Casey tells him that he's been working on something and wants to know what Doc thinks. And Casey reads from this little small book his apology to Wynn and Waves. 
And Doc informs him that he is here for his extraction services, having been sent by Agent Chetri. Casey tells Doc he isn't a hero, just a fuck-up. Doc informs him that he can be both, and asks him if he knows what the opposite of fear is. (laughs) Casey goes, Rafe? (laughs) No! It's like, dude, what? Yeah. Doc tells him it's love and that he's been to hell and back, lost his best friend, and doesn't know his own daughter. And all that loss and fear of losing so much more has been a yoke around his neck, but love has always lightened the load and he's not ready to lose his greatest love of all those sisters. Casey tells him that's way better than what he wrote. Yeah, but he paused. He's like, my greatest love to both of them. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay, you're admitting it, just because you think Casey's too high to realize it. (laughs) And Doc tells him to come with him and let him protect him. Help me protect them. Casey says, let's go kick some pumpkin ass. And also the women you're totally not in love with (laughs) left behind this and hands peacemaker yeah oh yeah by the way it's like i'm sorry he just was cracking me up because he just seems so high yeah (laughs) well even with the gas mask i don't know how much that's protecting him from the fog (laughs) so uh, it's possible he's losing some brain cells every time he goes in there and apparently he's been in there enough to know (laughs) to take the rope with him every time he goes in so he can get his ass out so we go back to the glory hall as Eamon comes out on stage and announces to everyone online that he's giving them the show of the lifetime as the girls come out on stage with Winonerly in a superhero costume and Waverona in an angel costume. And Waverona asks if they're a guest of honor and Eamon informs them that they are the main attraction as what could be more exciting than an auction as he calls Waverona Waverly. Waverona asks her sister if she's Waverly. <laughs> Confuses them. Eamon tells Winona that she's the greatest demon hunter that's ever lived until tonight. And he informs them. Yeah, that they and he will... says that and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, he lets them know they will be torn limb from limb by the highest bidder. And they get tied to the stripper pole and discuss not knowing they were a demon hunter or a cop. Eamon starts the bid at a thousand and Winona is insulted and Eamon's lackey bids five thousand. Then a cryptoid bids twenty thousand and lets Eamon know that his name is Remy. Oh yeah, I have a name. I have a name. (laughs) Eamon wants thirty thousand, but some demon in the back yells out fifty thousand. And we see Doc and Casey enter and they're now seeing what's going on. And Winona tells Waverly that she's the best sister she ever had, and Waverly questions how she knows, and Winona tells her she just does. The demon pulls out a weapon, and Eamon thinks it's a little weird, but whatever. And the demon walks behind the girls, puts the weapon up against Winona's neck. KC freaks out, telling Doc to shoot, but he hesitates, as the girls both get shot with the drug that returns their memories. Jeremy pulls off his mask and Doc gives him the signal back. (laughs) Yeah, at first I'm like, the hell is going on? (laughs) Until Doc is like, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, because Jeremy made that same signal as the demon before pulling out his weapon. And Jeremy asks if Winona knows who she is, and she tells him, who else would I be? Jeremy tells her to go kick some ass, and Winona tells Eamon to auction this as Eamon tells his demons to murder her. And she starts kicking ass as the wheel starts to spin. Doc snatches Eamon, asking him if he's going somewhere. The wheel stops on the angel, and Casey says, holy shit, and RJ's going after an angel. And we know who that is. Yeah, and of course, Eamon's just like, yay, I finally get rich. rich yeah. Like, dude, dude. And we see RJ. Not the right time. <laughs> yeah. Come in dragging a demon on his pitchfork. Eamon manages to make his escape and locks them in, leaving the gang to deal with RJ. Doc wants KC to do his thing and hands Peacemaker to Winona. She points it at RJ and Jeremy reminds her that they want him alive. Waverly gets off stage and runs behind RJ and puts her fists up to fight. RJ, of course, turns to Waverly and Winona grabs the barrel of Peacemaker and says it's time for smashing pumpkins and hits RJ in the back of the head with a handle of Peacemaker. This cracks his pumpkin little head and Waverly runs behind RJ and starts to put her hand inside the crack when Casey yells at her to stop that it's his job. Because she'll burn up. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, would she though? Yeah, I'm thinking not. Casey reaches inside and pulls out a candle, which Waverly blows out and RJ falls to the floor. So was that it? Is that the extraction? Like all you had to do is take that out of his head? Yeah. So. But that wouldn't have done BBD any good anyway, because as soon as you took the candle out, he's no more. Right. That's why I thought it was weird. Yeah. (laughs) BBD didn't know what they were talking about bringing him in alive and this is how you do it. Even though it might have been Jeremy who thought that that would, would work, but it sure didn't. Ah, okay. And Winona suddenly remembers she has had sex with Eamon and Waverly guesses her father was right that nothing good happens on Halloween. <laughs> oh, okay, that's bad. Yeah. <sighs> so we go back to DVD <laughs> HQ where Winona approaches Albert with a bag in her hand saying entered. Uh, I love it because Albert's like, yeah, I don't bake. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like, no, dude, that's not what this is. No, this is your pumpkin spice. <laughs> your pumpkin spice bad guy. Yeah, you wanted the deliveries. And he tells her that Ew. they wanted him extracted and he does. And does he put this in the fridge? I think I would get rid of that. Bury it as deep as you can. Winona <laughs> questions him on the fog at the end of the triangle, and is it some BBD containment strategy? Albert informs her that they can't even get the popcorn machine to work, much less figure <laughs> out what the fog is. And you can tell. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> how incompetent BBD is. I mean, Jeremy's got to mm-hmm. be the smartest one in the whole division. And Jeremy tells Winona that he wants to show her something. He lets Winona know that they've been monitoring and studying the fog for months now. Winona wants to know where it's coming from, and his best guess is the garden. That makes it even worse. Yeah. Yes, because I was like, oh, God, what does this mean? It's coming from Waverly or something. No, not Waverly. It's coming from our... No, for Waverly. Yeah, maybe for... It's coming for everybody. So our little demon that was 
in the garden can have her fun. This would be where season six would go. I mean, five would go if we have it. Come when on, we guys. have it, not if, when we have it. And he informs her that the darts only work with short exposure and any longer it's lights out permanently. Jeremy asks if she remembers Robin and when she sees him, she replies with, I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> and Robin tells her it's nice to meet her. And Jeremy introduces Robin to Winona. Robin informs Jeremy that he's in a bit of a rush as he and his boyfriend are watching a movie again. And then we have this heartbreaking sit down between Jeremy and Winona, where Jeremy tells Winona that during the evacuation at the homestead, they were taken by soldiers and put in the back of their truck and headed out of the GRT. They tasered him, tied him up, but he was so worried about her being stuck in the garden that he sent Robin to find her and help her and had to jump, which he did, right into the mind-altering fog that surrounded the triangle, and he was in it for weeks, not minutes. And, when, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, when they finally pulled him out, he had torn his whole face off. I'm glad I was didn't so, like, torn up with that. Oh, absolutely. Because and I Jeremy's couldn't believe, I'm like, oh, God. Losing it, and Winona's losing it, and we're losing it. <laughs> Just, oh, don't break my heart. He tells her that he's been going to these meetings every week so he can slip Robin small doses of serum, hoping that it will build up in his system over time. Winona tells him that she can't believe that he's been carrying this all on his own all this time. And Jeremy tells her that he just wants him to be happy as he's tearing up, even if it's with a new face or in the arms of someone else. Winona tells him that he will figure it out and they will help him in any way they can. And Jeremy informs her that the mind fog is spreading. <laughs> Not good. Why? Yeah. That's why I say it's coming from the garden because that little demon bitch that's up there. Still didn't, they didn't completely get rid of her. They just. Yeah, I kind of forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> So we go back to the homestead and Winona and Waverly are outside sitting by a fire with Waverly roasting marshmallow. Waverly asks Winona if Winona remembers this the time when she wanted a scarecrow costume. Winona tells her that she stole a pair of Ward's overalls and stole a fistful of straw and smuggled them into school but got caught. Waverly reminds her that when Daddy found out, he locked her in the cellar for three days. That's a and little... I swear, the more we hear about him, yeah, the more messed up I, I know he was. Yeah. Winona tells her that she looked cute as hell, so screw them. Waverly mentions that, she, that she's getting married, and Winona tells her she's got a good one. Waverly tells Winona that she will always be her sister, and nothing will ever change that. You are and have always been my hero. <laughs> and Winona tells her, yeah, it's easy when you know what you're fighting for. And Nicole walks up in her sheriff clothing saying, what do we have here? Loitering on private property? And you'd think Waverly just almost orgasmed right there. <laughs> she goes, oh my God. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, with, it was. <laughs> with Winona then. Oh my God, I'm suddenly in a porn. Oh no. <laughs> it was so good. And of course, Nicole asks Winona if she can borrow Waverly for a minute. <laughs> and Winona replies with, a minute, you better make her happy for the rest of her damn life. Cole. And I think everybody went, oh. 
Yes. Nicole reassures Winona that she will, and before they leave, Waverly suggests that Winona could call him. Winona tells her happy Halloween baby girl, and they leave. And we, the last scene is out in the field after dark, as Doc drags Eamon up to where his demon lackeys are wondering why are they out there. <laughs> Doc reminds them that they almost lost their lives to RJ due to Eamon trying to fudge a bet. I love how Eamon's like trying to talk his way out of everything. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, nope. Nope. As Doc kicks his feet out from underneath him again. And Dallas asks Doc, what are they supposed to do with him? And he tells them he isn't their boss and to do do with him as they please. Because you're you're free to do it yeah, as you please. Because yeah. they're like, wait, free? free? Like, that word is what really caught them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they go, ah, free sounds pretty good. And they start attacking Eamon. So, yeah, you see him, like, kicking him. I'm like, yeah. okay, so does that mean Eamon is done and we're not going to see him again? I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I don't know who's going to run that bar. <laughs> Doc, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. So, wow, what an amazing episode that was. It was so good, and I was, like, totally loving it, and all the back and forth. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Another classic Winona Earp. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say, just because it was like, it's so good. Yeah, it so, matched the insanity so of, uh, of the episode seven, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I don't know where we're going. That's all I'm saying. Like, I right. don't know yeah. where we're going. Yeah, we're careening towards a cliffhanger is where we're going, I think. Yeah, and I think if, if they don't figure out something to bring another season, we're all going to collectively lose our minds. Yes. <laughs> so that that's my prediction. Yep, I'm right there with you. So what do you guys think? <laughs> so we want to know, so send us your feedback at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com you can also send it to contact us at fangirlzone.com either way we'll get it or you can go to www.fangirlzone.com check out our contacts page send us your answers anywhere because there's so many ways to contact us because we're everywhere and while you're at it if you can rate and review us on itunes and every other platform you can find us on because i think we're on close to 58 of them now yeah <laughs> So that's super awesome. But good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. So tell your friends about the show. They can catch up on everything with Winona and be, I don't want to say heartbroken, but possibly heartbroken with us at the end of the season and confused. Um, we, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast and uh, we definitely want to hear from you. So, you know, shoot us your thought. Yes. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. These Earp sisters have lost their Earp-loving mind. And until next time. <laughs>